0: Welcome to the Seven podcast. As you can see, the man, the man at the top of the team, Neil Harris. How
1: are you? Very well, thank you very much. Good. Lovely. Well, good. as Well, yeah, good.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you. Firstly, thank you for agreeing to do this. Sorry. Uh, much appreciated. Um, all,
1: all I say to it is go on, go. Ahead. Obviously, you guys approached the club. Yeah. So this, this is obviously a true story. Approach the club, and ultimately goes to Brad first. Yep. And Brad's a massive fan, as you know. Um, yes. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Why not? I, I think it's the modern world. I think mean, it's the modern way. So from my perspective, and I'm not saying we're going to do it every week. <laughs> really, you know, the local papers might not be too pleased with it in the radio no. stations. Um, but as, as a football club, look, we're trying to move with the times. and you know We've been so fortunate with the fan base getting behind the team with season ticket sales and, and just sort of even the numbers for the podcast going through the roof because we're actually doing well. And, and ultimately it's down to Brad and Shannon. So, for me, this is this is part of the modern world. And no, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, can you believe nearly nearly eighteen months in charge? Can you believe it? It's not.
0: It is nearly eighteen months. You're about a month off. Oh,
1: I've always about six and a half years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, how, if you if you look at it from an overall over yeah. point of view, how how have you found it?
1: Um, Oh, let's let's break it down into stages. <laughs> I I, God, I get asked that we, we just so everyone knows off the record we've had a chat before, yeah. We? Um, yeah. at different times, uh maybe one quite late at night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Sort of like why why Gillingham for me? Um, and there was my own reasons for it. Um, but ultimately it was because I knew where the club was at. There was no secrets. I knew where the club was at. Um, and I knew where it could get to. It just took longer to get there than I hoped. Um, so first few months I really enjoyed it. We had absolutely nothing. We had the lowest budget. We had the lowest budget in the football league when I took over. So that's in League Two. We were a League One club, lowest budget in League Two. Um, so, we, we almost created the miracle. Loved every minute of it until the last. I've got to be honest. About four or five games to go, we got to a stage where I had to speak to some of the players that were leaving about whether they'd be interested in staying. And as soon as they said no. We just went <laughs> like that, and we fell off a cliff at the end of the season. Um, yeah. And even then, when I had my rant against Rotherham um, after, after the end, and obviously some of it was staged, um, but you know, the reason for that was because of frustration and, and I wanted to try and drag the club forward. I never envisaged how tough it was going to be last summer and the following months, and I, I never. I just maybe naively um, thought that that budget that we had then that took over, would increase back to something sensible, even in League 2. Um, it didn't. Hence <laughs> why we ended up where we were at Christmas. And, and not just for Neil Harris, but for the football club, I think was really difficult up till Christmas period last year. Um, and then the gannison thing rolled into town and, and, and I've got to be honest, nearly every moment since it's been so enjoyable.
2: Um, yeah. It continues to be enjoyable we just touch on the period you talked about, so from the last few games of last, um, the season before last, yep. culminating in Rotherham, and then obviously the first six months of last season. Mm-hmm. What, which would you give us like a day in the life of Neil Harris at that point? Because you mentioned before it was some of the toughest uh, days, certainly, in your managerial career.
1: Yeah, there's a dent in the wall over there. I'll well, <laughs> <laughs> put my head against it a few times. Um, let it, last, last uh, sum it up, last year's transfer window was me and a mobile phone and trying to, trying to sort of attract players that didn't want to come because we couldn't attract them because of either location, because obviously was ginning across the bridge and down down the yeah. down the M2 uh because we had no money. Um or they didn't see an exciting football club. Um so it w- really difficult. Um but Dan Daniel um was coming in every morning with a plan um and probably getting to about ten o'clock and realising that plan got out the window and have to rip it up, start again. Um, leaving the football club in at uh, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe five o'clock, um phew, gutted, disappointed, go home and then try and put up on the drive and then try and put my family face on. Yeah. Day after day after day after day. Don't yeah. you know there's some good times in it so we won some games and you know cut runs and, and whatever and enjoyed some of the lads. You know, company and, and their play, um, but it was really difficult. But that that was, you know, without being too negative, that was pretty much me beating me against a brick wall <laughs> day after day. Um, and, and, and that was it. And, and the only light at the end of the tunnel was there was times I did really enjoy my job and I really enjoyed, bizarrely the worse we got, the more support I got from places. I know you guys always sort of balance and appreciate that. And there was some negativity towards me and the group. But the sort of the worst we got, there was a lot of positivity as well as support. Yeah, that kept me going a lot. Um, but also, you know, just it, it was—I stayed because I felt the players needed me more in the building than out the building. Yeah. If I felt the other way, I would have left. Yeah, but didn't I felt they needed me in the building, and that's that's why. I Sometimes
0: they say that though, don't they? When when it's almost times are getting hard and times are getting mm. tough, mm. that is—they need you more than ever then. Rather than just saying, you know what, actually, yeah. I'm walking
1: away. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's where I sort of think. Sort of, Joey was, was my captain. Um, Willow um, um Alex, McDaniel, Max, Amonite. People sort of like sort of, you know, would, would give a bit of feedback and a bit of context to the changing room. Um, so that, that, that that's why really. But pleased I did because, obviously, it's a brilliant place to be. But back to the original question: the day and the life. Yeah, it, it was a. It was a tough, tough period, tough time, um, sort of here, but sort of taking that home as well, and sort of my, my wife and my three children sort of live the football side of it as well, because you know they they come part of the package for me. They sort of, they're sort of they're fans now. Mm. Yeah,
0: Clara said that to be fair. Like Clara, obviously, listens to our cha- uh, mm. channel. Your wife friend, yeah. and 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 she 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 said to me at Player Year to be fair that during those times it was. It was difficult, but mm. the one thing that you were brilliant at doing mm. was as soon as you pulled up on that drive, mm. you switched dad mode mm-hmm. on, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't play
1: poker with me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it, it was, and that, that, I think it just, that just that really just come down to experience um, and, and and trying to say the right things in the press. I think that, you know sometimes that was that was the hardest thing was was trying to stand in front of the players and kid them on that we're going to go and win a game of football, or stand in front of the press and try and deliver. Something positive for the fans to hang on to after we'd lost and not scored again that 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 was probably the most difficult in, in, in keeping the staff going um and I would always appreciate the staff supporting you know and that's what I think always went on about Paul Fisher how good he was how good he was with me uh, for me um and I think for the football club in the whole because he saw it not just as a businessman um but as a fan. And never get wrong. He's a proper Jill's fan as well. Yeah. He loves it. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus. I know every goal. I think Jillian scored in 1986. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we we flip it to to
0: modern day now. Um, you you've said to us and and the press and everyone else that when you are, are, are out on that training ground, you you want to coach the boys. Mm. You want to be in and amongst it. I suppose like, now, obviously, Owen said about day in the life. We flip mm. it to yeah. to now. Yeah. What is it for you now, day in the life? You're coming in, you're probably almost on top of the world now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I, I just think from, I think was it Leicester, wasn't it? Leicester was May, yes. uh, January the 7th or mm. 8th. I think it was Sunday, was it Sunday game? Sunday was Sunday it game? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Saturday morning. It was it Saturday morning. After 12, 12, 12, yeah. 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 That Saturday, from sort of that Thursday onwards, um, that, that Thursday onwards, I had a um, sort of sit down with Brad I think on the Thursday or the Friday Um had a cup of coffee, had an hour. Re- re- really good chat, really good open conversation, two-way open conversation, it was brilliant. And it was almost like, right, come, let's let's do it. Let's see where it takes us. Um, and it was sort of like shackles were off me, and I think the shackles was off, you know, we had 10,000 in the ground. No one really knew which way it was gonna go, but what I knew was 10,000 people in the ground that day wanted it to go in one direction. The changing room, when I stood in front of them on Boxing Day, said, this is a new era, this is a new start. They looked at me and like, "What are you going on about?" They didn't believe it. But when they walked on that pitch on the seventh of Jan, with the same players, you now Nico was in the building but wasn't registered for the FA Cup. Yeah, Hawks and Timmy weren't in the building, so um, you know, there wasn't wasn't a new influx of players, but there was a new feel to the ground. And we went to Hartlepool the week after. I thought, "This is it. You know, we you know we're, we're in a really good place now. We just got better and better." And all I can say was, "It was a man who who." Didn't want to get up to go to work, necessarily. Uh, was, oh, I feel I've got, got one of the best jobs in the world. I'd, I'd rather still be playing, rather <laughs> <come> than <laughs> playing, managing, um, because I think there's probably thousands of people watching podcasts, and that's thousands because you do a good job, but would probably like to do my job. There's probably a lot of going, actually, yeah, sounds really good, but why well, should I? Don't know if, I, don't yeah. Know I would, yeah, they probably don't but, see that, <laughs> No, the background a bit. No, but I, I was probably a man, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to be really honest, yeah. there was times when I probably didn't want to go to work pre-Christmas or pre-January um, and then from that Leicester game onwards I was a man who was getting up before me. alarm went up in the morning mm. when I was, five, I was up and excited and almost dressed like the like the school kid <laughs> standing, by, standing by the door waiting for his mum he's like with his bag ready to go and that's what I was like that's that's what I've been like since um, so that, that's probably the best way to describe it so dad walking through the door no face to it now I can just be myself yeah um, but on the training pitch the ultimate one on the training pitch, what I'm trying to do is make the players better. And even that when we couldn't
2: score a goal, I was just trying to make the players better. But just knew it was a difficult task then. It was <laughs> almost like a, a flick of a switch. Not if you just for yeah. you mentally, but who we brought in as well. I think the first Hartley Paul, our first win at mm. home, wasn't it? The 2-0 Nico scored in his debut. Mm. and then. From then on, we didn't win every home game from mm. then, but we won the vast majority of them. Didn't pick up as many points away as we wanted to, but did get those first couple of away wins that we've been looking for. So, what was like the difference in mentality just straight off the bat from that? I,
1: I think I think the fact my my impact felt, my body language, my personality, um, as you guys know and you followers know, I find yeah. it hard to hide it. Mm. <laughs> my passion <laughs> and my honesty. Um, I think that fed into the players. You know, as soon as I was like that, I think I took the players with me. Yeah. Um, Nico being in, you know, Hawks, Timmy, you know, just like personalities coming in, just players that have been successful at the level. Um, you know what a massive thing was, and it went really under the radar was Hartley Paul here, and it was one nil up, Nico scored, and it was like, oh, centre forward scored a goal. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was after yeah. the second goal, Dom scored in the top corner. Yes. But fifteen seconds earlier, they had a goal disallowed for side. If the guy had left it on the line, it was a goal. But he didn't. He tapped it on the line. We could just stood over it and it was a goal. We couldn't actually and, see that. And far they in. put the flag up. We kicked off. Glenn took the kick. We flicked it on. Mm. He went through. Timmy flicked it. Uh, Don went through and scored. Mm. And it was like, oh. like the Everything had just gone full circle. A week, two weeks earlier, that had gone the other way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then Lapo walked in the building. not got announced that day as well. Yeah. And it was just like... <sighs> Snowball effect, yeah. yeah. There, there yeah. was belief in the club, um, and, and that was it. We actually went into games thinking, Oh, we're going to win. Yeah. we went to culture the week after. And it was like, I was like, lads, we'll win this today. We yeah. owe these one because they come and robbed us, and mm. and that was it. Actually, you, you went in believing, and that was that was a, a major difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about we talk about a lot about players' mental health, um, mm. but it doesn't ever get talked about about managers ever. <laughs> Ever, ever at all? Yeah. Um, obviously, we've we've spoken about your down days and your up days mm. and everything else. But mm. in terms of, I suppose, your, yeah, your mental health mm. was it. I can imagine during that time, but and even now, mm. you probably look back and and it, and it took its toll.
1: Yeah, I'd always go back. And I don't always like bring back Millwall days as a Jillingham manager. Yeah. Um, but I think there is some sort of that. The, for the fans on that game a couple of weeks back were fantastic. Both sets of fans. Um, but I think my time managing Millwall has set me in good stead to be able to do pretty much manage anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. So I, I sort of learnt a lot. It would have been really difficult last year if it had been my first job. Yeah. Either maybe my second or my first couple of years managing would have been really tough. But because it's sort of been a sort of eight, nine years in, sort of seen quite a lot. Um, Mentally, yeah, very, very difficult. I sort of go into, i probably go into sort of. Um, all sort of parent mode but I think more probably about the lads yeah. than anything. So I was sort of, sort of like to try and help my changing room. Um that's probably why I was still here really at Christmas. Um I I first thing was Brad and Shane were brilliant and you know got brilliant moment I met them in November they, they were class. Um, I wanted to work with them. Um, but I think really it was I wanted to make sure my players were okay. I feel for them, their mental health there Negative. They. Get. I don't do social media, so I avoid quite a lot of negativity, fortunately. Whereas I know they do it. Yeah. So I can imagine, like you get beat and you miss an open goal, and the stick they must get is frightful. I'd, ima- I'd imagine. Um. So I worry about them for myself. Mm. Um. So. Yeah, difficult, difficult. But then, you know, that is life for a football manager, and I fully accept that, and I really do. Yeah. some Geezer wants to shout at me abuse about having cancer at the age of twenty three that's not acceptable and I will get over the barrier yeah. but telling me I'm not a very good manager well it's only an opinion <laughs> that's absolutely fine I've yeah. um, enough West Ham fans telling me that <laughs> so, um, I've, got, I've got no issue with it whatsoever yeah. um, you win four games you, you win a game of football you're a brilliant manager you lose four games in a row as a manager majority of the time you're going to get sacked that's, yeah. that's the industry
2: just move on to um, the pre-season period we're now. We only are, its mad to say it out loud actually, mm-hmm. just over a week away from travelling to Edgeley Park I, for the opening day of this season. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So talk us through the pre-season we've had so far. Obviously we've had a few new players come in, we have two more this week, At one today actually funnily enough yeah. from the time. Yeah. And then obviously you had the benefit of having the players coming in for the first full pre-season who came in in January, so mm-hmm. we always know each other. We had the mm-hmm. trip to Lake Coma, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about at the beginning of last season, you never have seen that sort of thing come in. Mm-hmm. Um, How's it been? Because obviously we've only got one game left, I know we had one on Tuesday, we, mm. we, we, we sort of score, but we don't know anything about it. Yeah, but we are so been
1: on to score, we come second.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we've seen from games here, we seem to be playing a bit more possession-based than we mm. were perhaps last season. Yeah. How has pre-season been for you and what sort of styles have you managed um, to implement so far?
1: I think on a whole pre-season has been really good and so weird because all, all fans are interested in, what's the results and who do we sign? For me, there's so much more in-depth, obviously, to it. And, and ultimately, as a manager, you want as many players in the building as you can because you want to bed in philosophies and ideas. And as much as anything, you just want to get to know the lads, and you want the lads to get to know each other. That's such a massive thing. That's on the pitch and off the pitch. So you want to build you want to build combinations. Like, Now, let's get right, Max Amor and Conor Marston as a pair were excellent as yeah. a pair. But you bring in into the into the equation and go, right, are we going to play a three? If we play a three, then you've all get to know each other. Wrong words will right fit into that. If you're going, it's going to be a pair and, and Max is going to be injured. Much worse is not, but Max is going to be injured. Well Shad and Connor have got to play together. So you they don't you don't just want to put them into a game, i.e. a stockport away or something, where it's going to be like the Alamo and they're going to be really good chasing you. You need to get those combinations right. Yeah. Um, so you want to get your players in. That's why you want to get players in early as a manager. Um, Results are important to a certain extent, because they can tell a story of a game, but they don't always tell the story. Like, Cholmen here beat us 3-1. Yeah. But for 55 minutes, we bad we them. Yeah. And we, I thought we were excellent. Yeah. just
0: Best football I've seen from a Gilles yeah. team in years.
1: But we couldn't score at the final bit. Yeah. Yeah. They had two good moves in the second half, scored two goals. Yeah. Was that the levels that they're trying to get in the League One? And the new owners come out who want to be in the Premier League in five years? Or... Is that just just we weren't good enough on the day? These are the things I've I've got to work out on yeah. where we're fallen short. So, time is important, um, and that's that's one way. But then you also you want to see the positive stuff as well, where you see us play really well and go right, well, okay. We've got some players that can handle ball. So can we pass the ball a little bit more? Than maybe we did last year. Yes. Can we do that every game? No. Are we doing it more because it's pre season and the pitches are lovely and the intensity is not quite there? Um, possibly. And these are the things I, I, I've got to work out, but got to work out systems of play, combinations as said in centre forward, centre halves, wide player, full back, three centre halves. Um, you know, wherever it might be, I've got to choose a goalkeeper between two number ones. Yeah. So there's a lot of decisions to be made. Um, results like we lost at Cambridge, we got spanked at Cambridge the other day, scoreline wise. Did it reflect the game? Probably did. Why? Because we were nowhere near it as a group. Um, not, and I can be honest in this, and it's pre season, but. Yeah, we were nowhere near as a great West Cambridge were right at it and really fast and had five shots and scored four goals. We had probably seven shots and didn't score. Yeah. So that that's the difference. Um, but you want to get those things out of the way pre-season, hence why I need to try things pre-season to get it out, out of the way. And that's why we play behind closed doors at times. Um, but on the whole, pre-season has been excellent. Coupled with Como, oh, as yeah. you said, how good was that? <laughs> so how good. good. Like, so could good. you believe it? Like. Gillingham, we're in yeah. Lake Como. I thought we took over, didn't we? Yeah, well, just <laughs> how nice was Como? Yeah. Ugh. Beautiful yeah, place, lovely. And lovely place. And great, great for me to see Dennis Wise and Mark Burcham. Um, but just, just again, building, talking about building a football club, just that coming together. Well, you said to uh, Phil
0: in your interview after that you were going to have 10 beers and some steak. Did you do it?
1: <laughs> I had the steak. Yeah, you had the steak. <laughs> I had the steak. <laughs> and we had some beers as a staff. As a staff I had some beers. Yeah. Um, did I have 10? Well, I can't say if I have 10 because my wife watches this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a curfew for everybody. There was, yeah. there was a curfew. It was a midnight yeah. curfew. And yeah, every, we know. Everybody was back. Yeah. Well, we saw what you were doing before yeah. the bus. But everyone was back at the coast midnight. So absolutely fine. Like, it was but there's, there, there, there are moments that you can't recreate. Opportunity yeah. for uh, fans to travel abroad. Say, ultimately I said to one of the fans who was on our plane actually she was walking back through passport control with at Gatwick he said I can't believe I've seen the Jules play abroad I said you can't believe you've seen Gillingham win against Serie B team <laughs> and he went yeah and we won <laughs> so you know just, just little things like that just, just, just mega and that just you know doing this is a massive step in the right direction fans forums massive step chaos being open you know, they're, they're, they're not minor things, but the fact you can turn up at two o'clock and not think I've got to sit there with no drinks, nothing to eat, in the freezing cold, in the wet, with two kids. Yeah. The club's just moving the right now. It's, the little, yeah. it's and, the little things. Yeah. Well. And I think pre season has just, you know, it's, it's echoed that. I know there's excitement and um, expectation levels, um, which I'm sure you'll get onto. But, but yeah. you know, it's positive, which, which is the main thing. Yeah, I mean,
0: in terms of expectation, you've been asked about it enough in terms of <laughs> different, different interviews. So we're not yeah. actually, we're not right, going okay, to ask thank because you've, you've, yeah. you've answered it enough yeah. what the expectations yeah. are. What we will say is that you've said from day one about a project, mm. this is a project. Mm. Um, we've seen it over the years that the different managers have changed here and, mm. and everything else. What we haven't seen is sort of one manager stay and stay and mm. stay and be and and all, ultimately yeah. be backed. Yeah. The um, obviously the ambition is mm. next three to five years where we want to be be back. Yeah. I, I guess you'd, you'd also love to be a part of that as well.
1: Yeah, it's so difficult. I don't want to again not sound in the project or yeah. outside, but it's so difficult because I touched on earlier about football management. Yeah. You, know, you win a game, you're a genius. Yeah. You lose four in a row, and you get sacked. Yeah. Um, ultimately, my. Fate is probably decided by a mm-hmm. club perspective, are we successful? Um, but what, what is what's deemed a success? Yeah. Um, and then also, just for me personally, enjoyment factor
0: mm.
1: enjoyment factor and, and and seeing a plan, and, and hence why I'm still here now and not before Christmas or yeah. come in the first place. So for me, like, I'm enjoying it really enjoying it then the next step is for us to be successful and that's the challenge on me as a manager now is there is an expectation level there for us to get to a certain position say position as in in the league but make sure dragging us forward um, I, I, guys I, believe it or not I, I literally go I don't go game by game because that's, that's too short termism. yeah but I never look more than a month in advance yeah as a football manager yeah. I just don't think you can get yourself carried away. There's no point in me looking at the next window the next window. It's my, my job. What I've always done is when I leave a club, it will be in a better state when I took over. And that's probably one of the other reasons I was still here in January with me only called yeah. because I made that promise to the fan base and to the football club. Um, and we're certainly better today <laughs> than we yeah. were. And I like to think I've been a part of it, yeah. but there's so much more to come and build here. Um, the most important thing is that the day I leave whether it's a month whether it's a year whether it's five years as you said um, Jay where it's five years the important thing is that the club is in a lot healthier position than when I took over on the 31st of January yeah. 2022 um, 2022? 2021 yeah. 2021 18 yeah. so, Maybe
2: 18 months yeah, so, <laughs> yeah and, and and yeah
1: 2022 so yeah is, yeah, we're, we're on the
2: right pathway so ultimately I'm enjoying it Good. I'm really enjoying it I'm sure you are saying. God, I think we've got 700 or so allocation for next week. Might be bumped up a bit more, but I'm sure that'll be sold out. And I suppose was a bit of a... It wasn't a question we had planned at all, obviously, but um, obviously we had news this week, both Scott Malone and Ashley Neesden signed today. Mm. Just um, give us a bit of an overview of how those deals came about. what were you expecting both to offer? Um, Scott, a, a real surprise, I've got to be honest. He, did, he mentioned to me in Coma about the Championship offers, didn't he? So. Yeah, um,
1: absolute surprise. Um, how have we got Scott Malone? We haven't got Johnny Williams it, it's, it's not no that don't mean how have we done it, it it's not so that, that was me asking a question for me to answer how have we got how have we attracted Scott Malone and Johnny Williams and look, the answer is it's not because of money you know let's be clear on that and, and yeah. that's I think you know people are starting to understand that we're not money we're not going to be top five or six budgets in the league but we, we've got a great group of lads. A you know, great group of lads that, that are good lads. Um, I've known Scott Malone a long time. Um, and again, location is really good for him, really suits. So look, if the Championship Club had offered a lot more money, would he go? I'm, I'm sure he would have done. I'm sure he would have done. Um, but Scott's decision wasn't based on finances. Let's put it that way. It's a safest safe route. So he's not gone or dropped a lead to you know there's a lot for Scott to take in the equation which he might open up on one day but at the moment it's a good place for him to be um, it'll bring a lot to us this year Let's um, straight away Scott's got to make sure he's in the team because he's got Max Clark fighting yeah. for yeah. position with him who's a top top player at the level as well um, you know we're a really fortunate position to have two excellent left backs or wing backs and two extant right, I can't remember the last time, no, nah. yeah. yeah. Um, or, or right wing backs that can both all four of them can do full back or wing back. Um, and Catalyst and Robbie and Max Clark in particular can probably do right center off or left center off accordingly. Um, so they've, both, they've all got challenges to play. Um, and Ashley Naddison is completely different to what we got. Nadders is someone who. who Came to me a long time ago when I was doing the 21s, um, from I think Hawley at the time. I think Hawley yeah. was his, his non-league team. Um, and he came in and I really liked him. just didn't materialise um, then, didn't feel quite right. I can't remember why it didn't materialise. But something I've always watched and I like his style of play. Something we thought Tristan Abraham might bring a little bit of last year, but Tristan never really got a chance because the other two buggers did so well. <laughs> oh, <there they> go. <laughs> Done so well. And then if I didn't play one of them, then I played Lapsley a bit higher up. Yeah. He's such a good player. So, Nadders comes in. What what Nadders, him and Nichols were a very, very good pairing in the division. I don't yeah. think Crawley always played to their strengths. you have got to be honest. I think that's why Nadders should have scored more goals. They always played to his strengths. But he runs behind and he is absolutely rapid. Yeah, Dom Jeffries is quick. He's even faster. So, is rapid, he uh, knows Tom Nichols really well. They're a really, really good pairing in the way they played, and I think he'll be a really, really good pair for Ollie Hawkins as well. So, uh, he just add something you know that, that we feel we lacked a little bit, and that's pure pace. Yeah. Good,
0: perfect way to round it off. Um, yeah, obviously, conscious <laughs> time. Neil, thank you very much for your
1: time. Pleasure, thank you, gentlemen. Um, enjoyed it. Yeah, um, yeah, you've been watching the ME7 podcast.